Second Kings chapter six. And if you know the text in, in your mind, you may already know where we're headed. Um, but uh, I was actually this thought started last Friday during our prayer time. And uh, here's here's where I was thinking. Um, and I think I may have even prayed something similar to this. It may be that you've been in a church meeting, a, a worship service, could have been maybe even a camp uh, environment, like um, here in the U.S., uh, teenagers will, and that's a whole different story of calling them teenagers, but uh, young people, um, late teens, um, would go to a summer camp and be involved in a, under the intense preaching of God's word and maybe scripture memory and this type of thing. But maybe you've been in a, in a preaching environment where one person comes in or maybe several people, but let's just focus on one. One person comes in and they are hostile to the gospel. Um, maybe they've been invited and they're just coming out of, obligation. Maybe maybe they've been curious what's going on in that place, but they're not followers of Christ and maybe even skeptical. Uh, maybe someone is coming uh, because they've always come. It's just uh, they've been raised that way, or maybe their parents are making them come, or maybe it's a spouse that's making them come, or uh, but they really don't want to be there. Um, but yet, Somewhere along the way in the service, maybe through a song that has the Word of God in it and the Holy Spirit's working, maybe something in the song just really is, is, is appealing or even encouraging in the right direction, this individual. And maybe they don't even like the thought that somebody is in authority is standing by authority, meaning God's authority and the word of God being preached, they, they may not like even somebody as a pastor or a speaker standing in front of them saying, thus saith the Lord. Um, maybe that's just uh, abrasive to them. Maybe they even are in their minds challenging mentally what's being said. But... Somewhere in the process, the Holy Spirit tugs at their heart, and uh, they realize by the enlightening and the quickening ministry of the Holy Spirit that there is something to this, that something's happening, that this is not what they expected, that something that they can't see is working in an area they can't see. We'll call this spiritual warfare. We'll call this Holy Spirit activity in the heart. And uh, they may or may not trust Christ as Savior right then, but there is no doubt that something supernatural is happening, something, something that they would resist, but they can't. And something, a way that they came into the environment, they are going to leave differently. They're going to leave changed. They're going to leave, be leaving at least impressed. And uh, I, as a pastor for many years, I have seen this happen over and over and over. Um, there is the beauty of God's word being applied by God's Holy Spirit to those that God chooses to work in their hearts. And it's undeniable and it's real. 
And it's a beautiful thing when somebody walks into a, let's just say a church service hard and they leave soft or they leave changed or they come in in darkness and they leave in light because God has quickened their heart. And maybe then they have become a follower of Jesus Christ in a very short amount of time. So uh, I would like to challenge us with a text that came to mind this weekend as a result of something that somebody said on, on Friday that caused me to start thinking about this, uh, looking past the visible or enjoying the fact that God can work in ways that we can't see. And, uh, and maybe even if we could be thinking about how we can look past the visible in people. Maybe even look past the visible in ourselves, look past what God is, what we think God is doing, or look past a situation that we would rather be different. But um, in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning in verse 15, uh, you know, maybe you know the text. So the Syrian army was trying to get Elisha, and uh, he kept spoiling their efforts. And so they send an army to get Elisha. And verse 15, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, this is 2 Kings six fifteen, When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, <laughs> okay, that word behold, I mean, it, has to be dramatic, it has to be drama. I mean, he's come out of the tent. He's looking, looking out, and he's seeing this, the, maybe the dust of the army. I mean, this is striking. And host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. Behold. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? <laughs> Look at this, master. And Elisha answered, this, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, this is not in the text. Maybe somewhere in the Hebrew here between verses 16 and 17, I could just picture the servant looking at Elisha and looking out at the horizon of the army coming and hearing Elisha say, there's more than be, that be with us than be with them, and he's looking Elijah, you're one, and I'm two, and that's a lot. Um, what in the world are you saying? Um, and Elisha, and Elisha prayed in verse 17 and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. So as I was meditating on this text over the weekend, there's so much here. Um, but just a, a couple of thoughts here. 
the, the relationship that Elisha had with the Lord didn't start here. <laughs> so uh, there's obviously a relationship with the Lord that Elisha is drawing on. And um, this, is, this is a long-term relationship with the Lord. As we trust, we have a long-term relationship with the Lord. But um, somehow Elisha was able to look past the visible. He was able to look at what the servant was seeing, and he was also able to look at what the servant couldn't see. And, um, and then the servant was able to see what Elijah, Elisha could see. And God allowed these men to share a view of his splendor and a view of his glory and a view of his presence that the normal eye couldn't see. Um, and there's several occasions like this in the scripture. Even on the hillside at the birth of our Lord, the, the angelic host is singing glory to God in the highest. And, and uh, it's kind of like God just rolled up the, the blinds of heaven so that the angelic host that had been singing and was singing and would continue to sing could be seen. I don't know. But uh, I want to challenge us as we're praying for revival that God is at work even if we can't see him at work that God is working in ways that will bring him majestic glory and honor and praise, even if we can't see it happening. And it may be that the Lord from time to time allows us to see some of what he's doing. I rejoice. And uh, I have tried even to become, become not to be skeptical, <laughs> but I I'm rejoicing over and my, my wife and I were listening to something yesterday. I'm rejoicing at the many, many churches that I'm hearing about who are seeing many people trust Christ as savior and become Christ followers in a short amount of time. It appears to be that God is at work. Uh, it's not happening in the church that I attend. Um, but I saw a little bit of it last week at a, at a university I was at and, and the hunger that students are having for God to be at work um, that I think is fresh hunger. So I'm praying for this in the environment in which I'm sitting right now on Bob Jones University campus. Since we don't have students here right now, I or we don't have students here, all our kids are older than that. Um, I, I pulled on campus today, and there's a lot of parking places open, so this must be spring break. And I'm praying that God will somehow work in students' hearts over spring break and bring them back with an increased hunger, a supernaturally increased hunger for a revival and the advance of the gospel and for the presence of the Lord, for the presence of the Lord. Uh, to enjoy the manifest presence of the Lord. And that seems to be what's happening in many churches today, um, to where there is just a, a, a sudden awareness of the presence of God in the midst. And it's causing people to look to God. And the Holy Spirit is working in hearts and drawing people to himself. And many are trusting Christ as Savior. And maybe you're hearing about the same things. Um, I rejoice in these. Uh, and I, 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 I think of this looking past the visible. Um, it may be that what will come to our churches is yet down the road. And God can see it. God knows it's going to happen. We don't. But yet we're faithful in praying and we're faithful in asking. We're plowing. So uh, let's continue to plow. 
this uh, the servant could not see the Syrian army, but Elisha could. At least, at least Elisha, I mean, couldn't see the, the host of heaven. But Elisha knew God was there. And may it be that we are driven to look past the visible and to trust God for fruit and fruit that remains, that this wouldn't be just a flash in the pan um, environment of religious smoke and fire, but that it would be fruit that remains. I heard something yesterday and I'll stop here because I'll start rambling, but, um, and maybe someone here knows the source of this. I, I once, I think I have this recorded in some notes somewhere, but um, I'm going to see if I can get it right. So what I heard somebody say yesterday on a recording was once you've been in the presence of fire, the smell of smoke lingers forever. The smell of smoke is on your clothes forever. Once you've been around the fire of revival, the smell of the smoke is on your clothes forever. Um, may that be the case. And who knows, that may have been somebody made that up. I don't know, but that it, it made sense to me. I really appreciated once you've seen the presence of the Lord and been in the presence of the Lord, there's just nothing like it. And it lingers with you the rest of your days. And uh, I often think of the same thing. Once you see somebody trust Christ as Savior and you taste that, you enjoy that, there's nothing like it. Oh, you long to be used by the Lord in somebody else's life to bring them to Christ. So uh, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. Let's be praying. And he saw. So let's be praying that God would allow us to see him working. But even if we can't see him working, that we continue to pray, looking past the visible.